When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Bearing on OffTheHookSports.com, your home for real news, real opinions, cool. and what really matters about Tennessee athletics. The Off The Hook Podcast at OffTheHookSports.com or Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, or wherever you go for your favorite podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, iHeart. Like, share, follow, subscribe. Off The Hook with Dave Hooker starts now. Please like and subscribe with Chris Landry. I'm Dave Hooker. Coming up, we're going to talk about uh, Elijah Simmons, a pretty strong guy. We're going to talk about Byron Young, who makes the all-SEC team for Tennessee, as we're talking ball. So you can check us out on offthehooksports.com, YouTube. Again, we ask you to like and subscribe. You can check Chris Landry out at LandryFootball.com. And it's all brought to you by Owl's Nest Barbecue. And, of course, Steve Ray's Midnight Oil, a proud Michelin distributor. So, Chris, this is the last week. We're beginning the last week of a a week that doesn't have a weekend of football. Now, I know I'm kind of counting the Hall of Fame game, which we could uh, probably argue whether or not that's actually football. But it feels good. It feels like it's here. And I just got news about Tennessee's campus is about to open as well. So we're here. It's football season. Yeah, we are. You know, late July is, uh, or mid-July, late July, NFL training camps are opening. Um, We just, you were at media day recently, and it's kind of kicks off the college season. And look, the the fall practices, um, you know, begin in college here. It, once we flip the calendar to August, uh, they'll be start to trickling in. I know at Landry Football, you know, in our notebooks every day, we kind of talk about kind of what's going on in, well, training camps in our NFL notebook, but in college, what's going on, roster moves, who's looking good, all of that. That is right upon us. So you're right. And before you know it, it we'll be talking about week zero and college football and and uh, yeah, it's uh, we'll have a game uh, every week starting next week. You're right. I'm ready. I'm ready. I think I'm most absolutely... people are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially in our circles, the people we talk to. All right. So 
The All-SEC team was announced last week. It, I don't think it was any great surprise that uh, Hendon Hooker and Cedric Tillman got significant preseason honors, both second team. But I do want to d- dig a little bit deeper into that in Byron Young, the defensive lineman. What do you make of him? He made a third team, and I do want to get to that, remind you again that this podcast brought to you by Owl's Nest Barbecue, where they've got all the pellets, they've got all the wood chips, they've got the seasoning, they've got the rubs, they've got the sauce for everything. And Steve Ray's Midnight Oil, a proud Michelin distributor, can take care of your car from top to bottom. So, Chris, what do you think of Byron Young? Well, I thought Byron had a really good year last year. I know that, um, you know, you don't think defense at Tennessee. It's what kind of most people don't think. So maybe it takes a, a performance like Byron had and a couple of others had that were really good. I, I thought um, they were really good at getting into the backfield. Uh, they were top 10 in the nation in tackles for loss per game. And it was was really, you know, uh, Byron Young and uh, Jeremy Banks were the two biggest reasons why. Those two guys played very well. But from Byron's standpoint, I thought he did a really good job penetrating. I think he's going to be a big part of, um, you know, their – improvement if there is to be improvement but um you know um Tyler Barron is back you know across from Young that's going to be key and you know he kind of played with the transfer portal but they need more consistent pressure from the pass rush and you know they need Byron to play well they need to to have guys behind him and, and opposite him play well but edge pressure was pretty good needs to even be more consistent this year but not surprising that he got some recognition among on coaches and well, I don't really know who voted on the award, but he certainly played well <laughs> and on film did a really nice job last year. It was just the media, so it really doesn't mean anything. But because we're <laughs> oh, I mean, man. honestly, we're wrong in picking the the winner of the conference half the time, and it's actually not that difficult. Just pick Alabama every year. So the media does not carry as much weight. I'm in the media as the coaches uh, polls and votes. So, but the, the other, you mentioned Jeremy Banks. What's the ceil- What's the glass ceiling for him? How good can he be? Well, I think he's really good. I think he's very active. I think he takes good pursuit angles. I think he's very athletic. He steps over trash very well. Blockers at his feet. Um, I mean, I think he's a guy that cleans up a lot of stuff on the second level of their defense. Look, he and Young, I think, combined for 11, 12 tackles for losses. Um, They made some big plays, you know, uh, all things considered, again, with the frailties of their defense. Those two guys made some big plays, were big play defensive players. So I think Banks is really good. I think he's one of the better linebackers in the league. Um in his ability to run and chase is, is very, very good. Kind of fits the mold that we've talked about when we've talked about some of the recruits is undersized guy that can really run, make plays. That's what Banks does and does very well for the Vols. Staying up front, then I'm going to get to the secondary as we preview Tennessee's defense for the 2022 season. Uh, Elijah Simmons, I was told by a Tennessee player uh, was by far one of the strongest players on the team. And and nowadays, it's not like the old days, Chris, where you would load up. Larry Allen would load up, what, 650 pounds on a bench press, and it was awesome, and that was great. But really, that's not good for your joints. 
So nowadays they'll lower the weight and then you do as many reps as you can. So I, w- I was told Elijah Simmons was pounding out, absolutely pounding out the uh, 600 pound squats and he got to 25 and they made him stop. What do you think of Elijah Simmons? I believe it. Um, there's no reason for Elijah Simmons to not be a first team All American type talent. Um, he's a guy at 340 pounds that can do a windmill dunk on a basketball court. Now, I don't recommend that. I don't want injuries and whatnot. This guy's super explosive, as the the weight room numbers would indicate. Uh, he's got explosive strength, so he's big and he's strong, but he's explosive, so when he comes out of his stance, he can explode. However, it's a, always been a battle with him with weight conditioning. Um, the reports are good that he's doing a good job. Look, he's never going to be a great player unless he stays in condition and he works and puts forth the effort that it takes because he will wear down in games, particularly how this defense has to play. But if this guy gets his act in gear, this is what we look for. It's This was past year. It's the 40th year, 40th NFL draft for me. This is the type of guy that you just look around and you can't find many guys. A uh, good friend, the late George Young, used to say, call certain guys planet guys. What does that mean? There's only so many guys on the planet that can do physical things <laughs> capable of such and such. This is one of those guys. But at this point, he's just a talent with a lot of ability that just needs to get his mindset right and to get his get his act together in terms of conditioning. So I, I think he's one of the more, you know, I mean, the offseason diet they've worked with. I mean, that's going to be the key for him being successful and being successful on a consistent basis and finishing games. Um, I mean, you know, um, again, they're a top 10, you know, tackles for loss type team. This guy can make big time plays from the interior if he's in shape. Agreed. And those numbers to me were pretty startling in in the weight room. Now let's turn, we've talked about, basically four guys that could have a pretty decent high ceiling in the front seven. So, I mean, that's a start compared to where Tennessee was last year. So let's go into the secondary. There are some transfers that could potentially help Tennessee out. Totally predicting, prognosticating, how do you see the secondary shaking out? And, And I say that, Chris, not to interrupt you, but I say that You've pointed out multiple times that there needs to be a complementary offense to help the secondary. So I, I want to keep that in context, too, uh, for those watching that might not get that. But um, your thoughts on the secondary and what it needs to do? Well, I, I'd like to for a second just to, to because I think it's the defensive front that's most important. And I think that. Okay. Like, you know, for example, I just talked about it. Some, like a guy like Matthew Butler was a durable you know, outstanding player, but they need guys to me, the key for them and the key for the good, the better secondary play is going to start up front. I mean, I, I think it's, um, you know, Mari Thomas, Latrell Bumpus, um, uh, you know, Tyler Barron, I mentioned, um, uh, 
DeJon Terry. I mean, those are the type of guys that I think are going to be key. I, I'd also look out for uh, Joshua Joseph, um, James Pierce, Tyree West are guys that I think can have an impact. So how does that go into your question about the secondary? See, the ability to be able to generate pressure up front to chase is going to allow you to be a little bit more flex- flexible with your coverages, um, allow you to be able to, to – you don't have to cover as long. Um, and it's going to be pivotal because in if you play – if this team plays correctly – They'll get some points. They'll play with some leads. So they're going to have to defend the pass better. So that that's that's first about affecting the quarterback and obviously staying on your landmarks and coverage, which is so important. But if you can get good pressure, you're going to play better in the secondary. If you can't, the secondary is going to get exposed. I, I don't care who it is. Um, so that that's where I start kind of where their defense is. I, I think the secondary is a work in progress. Um, I'm, I'm particularly interested in the safety position, covering the deep middle and, and being able to help out on the outside. But if they get better play up front and deeper play up front, I think the secondary is going to be better and maybe maybe appreciably better. We'll, we'll see. Yeah, that, that would be big for Tennessee. You mentioned a couple of the transfer players that are, are coming in. Is there one in particular you think, based off what you've seen, that he, he might have the biggest impact on Tennessee's defense? I, I'm not sure yet. I'm, I mean, I have to really see how things go in practice and, and even in the early stages of the games and kind of see how they rotate them, how they play them. Obviously, health is a big, important part. But as a cluster, the guys that I mentioned are the ones up front that I'm most interested in, and, and certainly in the back end. Um, I just singling guys out at this point, uh, without any real practice being transfers or very limited practice in some cases, I, I, I'd just be just throwing names out. And I, I threw out a lot of them because those are the ones that I think going into practice that they should be focused on. And then we'll kind of see how it comes out of practice. Hopefully good health, hopefully, de- you know, quick development. And I'm curious to see how that, uh, that develops during the course of practice. Tennessee was 122nd past defense last year, Chris. So they've, they've got to get a lot better, whether that's the pass rush or whether that's actual coverage on the back end. If, if they are able to do some sort of complimentary football, if, if the talent is a notch higher, I'm not saying it's going to change overnight, but what's reasonable? I mean, because 122 is not going to win you a championship anytime soon. Right. Now, 122, let me just say this, 122 doesn't mean – that they were the 122nd worst in defending the pass. It just means that statistically where they were ranked. So he said, well, what's the, well, the difference is if you are scoring a lot of points, meaning Tennessee, the opposing team's not going to be running the football. I mean, if they're down 17 points, they're going to be throwing it more and more. Now, you got to defend it better. I mean, the Tennessee's got to get a lot better. But the yards and the numbers are more reflective of the fact that, you know, um, they got to throw it a bunch because that's the only way they can get back in games. It's kind of like, you know, I, you see this sometimes. Teams rank pretty high in pass defense, and people say, well, they have pretty good pass defense. No, they can't stop the run, and people are mauling them. So, you know, their numbers look good, but – they're an awful defense. 
So I think that's a little bit inflated. What I think in terms statistically that needs to improve. So, I mean, your, um, your point's well taken, but I just think that is as long as Tennessee scores a bunch of points and they play at a pace. And now we've talked about the four minute complimentary, which is your, your point that you're mentioning there. If the pace is what it is, they're still going to give up a whole lot of yards because people are going to be throwing it at an alarming rate. Well, it's common sense. If they throw it 50, 60 times against you, they're going to get more yards against you in the past than if they throw it 25. So I think this is part of the, the complimentary style that I speak of all the time that I think is going to be important. But so what's important is how well you play pass defense with your pass rush and your coverages when you're defending the pass, not really worrying about the numbers so much, but how well you play it. Because if you have to play it, 65 times a game, I guarantee you the giving up yards number is going to be a whole lot higher than if you're you're having to do it 30 times a game. It's just common sense there. You have to go to LandryFootball.com to learn more about what uh, Chris is reporting on because it's great insight. You'll know more than anyone at your water cooler or message board or whatever the case may be so that's chris landry at landryfootball.com again our visit with chris brought to you by alice nest barbecue and steve ray's midnight oil steve ray's midnight oil great place uh, michelin distributor and that's where i get all of my car work done and i've got everything from an audi to a jeep and he takes care of me alice nest barbecue has all the pellets has all the chips all the sauce and the rub that you need right there in Ottawa. so for chris landry i'm dave hooker this has been a presentation like and subscribe please of off the hook sports it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.